Good morning, everyone. So good having you in church this morning. We do appreciate you coming and being with us. And uh, we're glad for our visitors here this morning and uh, appreciate our regulars. And we're just going to see what the Lord has for us this morning. I hope you've come looking for something from the Lord. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. Amen. And so if you're leading something really good, we need to look unto Jesus. He's our help and He is our strength. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Sister Rebecca for them to have their Sunday school part this morning. of God uh, about him being unchanging Uh, in the Greek that particular word is a a compound word I guess you could say it first part of it is no the other part is change and uh, he is unchangeable unable to change he is what he is and he will be what he's always been from the past into the future Aren't you glad we can have a God that doesn't change? I don't know about you, but, um, uh, well, some of you probably don't, but sometimes I remember just the other day I was walking uh, somewhere and looking at all the people around me, and I'm thinking, wow, this is almost like another planet compared to what I remember as a boy. Huh? It's changed. It's changing. And the devil will get you to the place where you think, well, you can't minister to this people because they're so changed. And the heart and the life of human beings, when you get down to it, they haven't changed either. Come on. They are still the same. They still have a body, a soul, and a mind. They still have hopes. They have joys. They have happiness. They have disappointments. They have heartbreak. Those things do not change. And that's because we were created in the likeness and image of God. You can paint your hair um, fluorescent green. You know, you can... uh, 
tatch yourself up to where you can't even see the normal uh, skin tone. But when you get underneath it, you're the same. Amen. 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 I appreciate that because the Word of God is just as relevant today as it ever has been. And I know that my hope is in that Word. And my hope is in my Jesus. So uh, we're going to come to you here this uh, morning for uh, the morning tithe and offering. We do appreciate uh, each of y'all, everyone, for being faithful in your giving. Uh, We're going to be asking more of some of y'all than we have in times past because some of our helpers have moved on or moved out or have progressed and we're just... Uh, we need you to help us this year. Amen. Amen. So be, if you got to, if you got to start working out and walking more, get your strength up, you're going to need it by December. Amen. All right. So, uh, Brother Robert, how about come receive uh, our morning tithe and offering for us? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for this opportunity to be in your house of worship. We ask that you bless us all, Lord. Bless the service. When uh, one of the things that when we started our church way back somewhere around 91, um, one of the things that we tried to do was to be consistent. Huh? I know that some churches... They'll have uh, service on, they're consistent, they have service on uh, the first and third Sundays, or the last Sunday of every month, or the first Sunday of every month. But what happens when they need somebody in between that time? And I had gone, uh, had had uh, several years background in a church that 7.30 on Wednesday night, they started church. And at that time, 7.30 on Fridays, nights, they started church. And 10 o'clock, no, I'm sorry, it was 9.45, uh, they started Sunday school. You say, why 9.45? Because sometimes it takes people 15 minutes to get there. But anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, 9.45 on Sundays, 11 o'clock Sunday morning service. Things were consistent. The pastor may be out. The Sunday school teacher may be out. But the doors were still open. Huh? Consistent. I want to be consistent for my Lord. I want to be found faithful. Not only in our church services, but also in my daily walk. Uh, uh, When the Lord led us and directed us to start a church here in Bullock County, and we named it Landmark. Brother Robert was talking about it somewhat this morning. Um, not so much about the name, but in the Old Testament it says, do not move the landmarks. If somebody moved the landmark, it was an abomination. The landmarks for Christianity in America have been moved. And in some places, not only removed or moved, they have been totally taken away. 
We need to get back to the landmarks. Amen. Amen. What's in uh, the Scriptures. And like we were talking about the immutability of God. He is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. When I was in business, you thought you were getting ahead. You thought you were ahead of the competition. But somehow or another, when you got there, you found out you were still behind. You had to do more development or more of this or more of that. Huh? They actually wrote a book about it uh, in those business, what do you call it, business um, books. You know, where it's teaching you things, encouraging you. What the book was named, Who Moved the Cheese? Huh? Some of y'all smile at me. I, 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 can't, I can't figure out this morning if you're for me or against me here this day. Who moved the cheese? In this life, the cheese is always being moved. But with Christ, the goal is always the same. The pathway is always the same. And by the grace of God, we can make it. We can make it. Amen. So, Teresa, you ready? I'm ready, but um, guys, if y'all come and help me, we're going to sing one of those dance songs. But I got this on my phone. Let us all go back. Oh, let us Oh, 
been so long. But uh, I'm looking for a renewing of the Holy Ghost today. We need the Holy Ghost, folks. Uh, it's been a long time since I have uh, had these old legs just take me around this church, but I'm ready.
Yesterday, I felt the Lord deal with me. Go in there in your bedroom and crawl into that new dog who had fleas. He's hit up with him. Crawl in his bed. So it's kind of a big bed, you know, kind of furry. I pulled that bed around to the man of God's side of the bed. And I crawled in that bed. And I wallowed in it. And I began to cry out to God.
that which he has purchased with his own blood, he is well able to keep that. To keep that which we have committed unto him against that day. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I've committed my all unto him. Everything that I have. Everything that I ever hoped to be. All of my uh, retirement plans. All of my dreams. All of my business ways. I have committed unto Him. Amen. And so uh, I appreciate Him coming by. Visiting with us here this morning. He's still here folks. Just because we've changed the order of the service does not mean that the Holy Ghost is left. He's still here among us. We need to be having our ears open and be willing to be led by His Spirit as the Spirit gives utterance. And, uh, and so, uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me here this morning. Turn with us to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16 and verse 7. And you probably know the verse. You probably know the verse already. Proverbs 16 and verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost coming by, renewing, refreshing, encouraging us here this morning. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. But Lord, I also thank you for all that you're going to do. And Lord, here this morning, I pray that you would help me, Lord, as I try to bring forth the Word that You laid upon our heart yesterday. And I pray, Lord, that You would encourage Your people, Lord. Help us, Lord, to grab another rung, to catch a lower gear, and to go forward for You, Lord, we pray. Come by. Help us this morning, we pray. And anoint these feeble lips of clay, Lord, for truly I need You. I need You this morning. Touch hearts. In your precious name we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. When a man's ways please the Lord. I want to ask you a question here. Does God care? Does Jesus care? Is Jesus' only reaction to you as an individual is that you asked Jesus to save you? You've been baptized and that you pay your tithes? Jesus cares very much more about you. Yeah. Not that you've checked off these little boxes uh, in your life, but he, he, uh, he is looking for you. And He cares about you Personally. Personally. Thank the Lord. And uh, let's ask. Yeah, if you would. 
Thank the Lord. So sorry. You know, Satan wants to distract us. That's right. And sometimes he'll use innocent parties in it. And sometimes they don't even understand what's going on about it. And so, um, you know, I don't get upset about that. That's when we bring in children from the bus, that's normal to have something like that happen. And I'll be honest with you, the more that they're with us, the better they get. I remember it used to be that every time we had a new crew come in from the bus, new bus children come in, oh, it was awful. But about three services in, some of those children were getting in and begin to pray and seek the Lord themselves. And that's our goal, is to hopefully put the gospel seed into them at an early age. Because the wonderful thing about the gospel seed is it never rots. It never rots. So back to my message here. Does he care about you? When we uh, get past the question about salvation in our relationship, uh, when we get past the question of salvation, we realize our relationship is a two-way street. From Jesus to you, and from you to Jesus. Two ways. And the rela- a relationship where both parties carry the emotional load. I found that when one person carries more than the other, there's an imbalance. Which will lead to a rupture in the relationship. Do y'all get what I'm talking about? Huh? And the reason some of you have never had a deep relationship with Jesus is because your input into the relationship was all one-sided. Give me, give me. My name is Jimmy, as Brother Robert would say. Uh, He used to say that quite a bit. Give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Uh, you're You're not invested into Jesus. You really don't care if he likes you or not. Come on. You really don't care if he likes what you're doing or not as long as you get that get out of hell pass. Come on. It's more than that, folks. Yes, it is. Here in these verses, listen to what it said, Proverbs 16 7. When a man's ways please the Lord. That's what I want to get to. That's what I want to preach about here this morning is when your ways, my ways, please the Lord. Amen. Uh, We see that it is very possible. No, it's an absolute that you can please the Lord. You can cause the Lord's heart. I don't know if you recognize this or not. You can cause the Lord's heart to jump, to be happy, to dance. Did you know that? Because of you and the things you do. I mentioned earlier about uh, Josiah, the king. Uh, If you remember, he was the child king. Uh, He had been hidden away because his uh, um, 
grandmother wanted to kill him. And so anyway, he was raised by the priest and his ways early on pleased the Lord. And it talked about all the things that he had done. But the thing about it is, it was during his kingship that the Lord was supposed to destroy Israel. It had already been prophesied. It had been told. But the Lord sent the prophet by and said, we'll let this pass from your kingship and uh, we'll pass it to the next generation. And that's what happened. Come on. When a man's ways please the Lord. A man's ways. What are his ways? We need to fix that sound issue there. Okay. Thank you. Ways. What way are you going? For many, many years, and I've told different ones, it's important which direction you're heading. Are you heading closer to the Lord or are your ways taking you away from the Lord? And so this word ways is talking about the action of going from journeying one place to another. It's a way, a path, one uh, which one goes very frequently. It leads to a particular place, maybe a house, a home, a tree. Uh, It is followed by the person uh, the way of anyone. It can also mean that uh, we have a military man here. It could be uh, your way in life is a military uh, with a military outlook or a Christian outlook. Which way are you going? The way of a man. When a, what, when a man's way pleases the Lord. It's a mode. It's a uh, action is a way that we are going. First yes. Chronicles 29 and 17 says, I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and hast pleasure. I want, do y'all think about God having pleasure in you? Huh? You ever think about that? Huh? That you please the Lord? I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and hast pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of mine heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now I have seen with joy thy people which are uh, present here to offer willingly unto thee. Here, this this writer in this particular place is talking about uh, the Lord having pleasure in uprightness. And did you know when you are upright, you will affect others? And then others can draw closer to God. And he's talking about even the joy of the people there because now their lives are upright. I want to please the Lord with being upright. Amen. Uprightness means to be straight. Straightness. What is right? What ought to be done? That which is just and meet. That is uprightness here. And so we need to do that which is right. Huh? Always. 
Yeah, but, but, but you don't know that always that which is right. And uh, it goes on over in Micah 6, 7 through 8. says, Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with uh, 10,000 of uh, rivers of oil? Shall I uh, give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. You've heard that verse before, haven't you? And so here, if you want to please the Lord, there's three things right there. To do justly, uprightly, same thing. To love mercy. Huh? I mentioned in Brother Robert's class this morning, Sometimes people in church are more interested in seeing justice done. Yeah, come on. To see the axe fall. To see somebody put down, humiliated. Huh? God wants us to show mercy. To love mercy. To walk humbly. The word humbly right here means to walk Lowly, submissive. Oh, we don't like doing that. Don't you know, Brother Jeff, we're from the South. We're rebels. If you're from the South and you're saved, you've had to set that rebel aside. We're to be submissive, to be modest. The Lord wants us to please Him. Early on in my Christian walk, that was one of the things. How do I please You, Lord? What do You want me to do for You, Lord? What is it? And uh, there's just a whole lot of things that I uh, studied. I, uh, I studied uh, 1 Corinthians 13. But instead of applying it to my love for Teresa or other people, I applied it toward the Lord. Amen. How am I supposed to act? That's right. Huh? By the way, young ladies, young men, if you want to know if somebody really loves you, see if they, how far they get on First uh, Corinthians 13. And if they keep failing that test, they probably don't love you. Okay. Psalms 51, 16 and 17. For thou desirest not sacrifice else I would give it. Thou desirest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, Thou wilt not despise. Do good in Thy good pleasure unto Zion. Here in these Scriptures, it's talking actually about the church, God's people. Build Thou the walls of Jerusalem. Verse 19, Then thou shalt be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, burnt offerings, the whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon my altar. What it's basically saying is, until you come up and get the experience of a broken spirit and a contrite heart, no matter if you sacrifice bullocks or lands, or gold, or whatever, 
it's not going to please the Lord. Sam and Corey used to sing a song about uh, Abraham when he took Isaac up to sacrifice. And that song said, he really didn't, the Lord didn't really want Isaac sacrificed. Huh? It said the sacrifice was Abraham. It's really me. I'm the one that's got to be sacrificed. Huh? A broken spirit. These scriptures here and those few words there, uh, broken spirit, that's talking about uh, that word broken is used in the same respects as if uh, one of those old wooden ships, when it hits the rocks, how it's broken into splinters and broken all apart. Huh? The word contrite is actually a synonym of the other word. It means to be crushed, to be broken into pieces. And so the word spirit here is also the regular word spirit, but there are again several different meanings of it. Uh, it talks about spirit being breath, the vital principle, but it's also talking about the rational mind or the spirit of man. It's that get ye your uh, uh, you know, get up and work. Get up and go do something. You're not giving up as a fight. That's what it's talking about here when it says the rational mind or spirit. It's talking about the seed of the senses, the affections, the emotions of the various kind. A man who does not rule his affections or his spirit was agitated. You know that, don't you? If you don't keep a hold of these affections and thoughts, It'll bring you agitation. It also is talking about the mode of thinking and acting in which we act and do those things. Amen. We've seen pictures of it and you might have seen some in real life where a man acts and, and sashays like a girl. Huh? It comes from the mode of thinking. How do you think? If you think that you are a sinner and God will never accept you and you can never please God, then guess what? You're going to have a difficult time because you've got to believe that you can. Amen. Amen. And I'll get to that. But it's so it's talking about the mode of thinking, uh, the, the use of the Spirit, the disposition common to many. Uh, sometimes it's given by God, but that's not in this particular definition. The will or the counsel. What do you listen to in your mind? Will, what do you take counsel of? That thought. That uh, sometimes it's an evil thought. Sometimes you think it's your own thought. But if your thought or that counsel that's in your mind is contrary to the Word of God, yes. it's unrighteousness. Right. Not righteous. Yeah. And the heart... <laughs> Did you? I want you to know it's very difficult to separate the heart and the spirit and the soul. Yes. And so it means pretty much a lot of that same thing. And so the sacrifices that we're to give to God is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. That's why I tell some folks. It's good when you cry. It's good when you cry in public. Real men cry. Come on. 
Real men cry. And so it is important for us to be of a broken spirit. Amen. Uh, Colossians 1 and 10. It says that ye might walk. You read this before? That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Who in here is worthy? Actually, we're to have the mindset that by the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be worthy. That's what that Scripture is talking about. We can be worthy. Amen. Doesn't mean that we always... Even in myself, there are so many times I do not feel worthy for the call that He put upon my life. But you know what? I know that He called me. I know there's times, Brother Robert, I've tried to... Okay, Lord. You know... But when the calling comes, we've got to receive it. Worthy. In the Greek, it means to think one has the right to receive. Do you have the right to receive? Do you have the right to receive a blessing? Yes, you do. By the blood of Jesus Christ, you do. Not based on anything you do. Not based on what you think you are. But based on Jesus Christ. Amen. You can receive the blessings that God wants to give. It says to think one has the right to receive. It means also to expect. Huh? To, uh, to consent. You know, a lot of times God's wanting to give, but are you ready to receive? Huh? I'm going to tell you something. When God gives, you're not going to be like E. Coyote on on the roadrunner, you know, where he's wanting something. When it comes down, it crushes him. No. Our God knows just what you can take. And He knows your frame. And He'll have it ready for you. Amen. 1 John says, And whatsoever we ask, 1 John 3.22, Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Because. Notice these words. Because we keep His commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in His sight. You want me to really tell you what the definition of a holiness life is? That's it right there. That's it right there. We keep His commandment and do those things that are pleasing unto Him. There's a lot of things I would have done differently in my life, but you know what? I wasn't concerned about my life. I was concerned about pleasing my Master. Pleasing the One who saved me. Pleasing the One that loved me so much. He was willing to go to the cross never having any sin to die there for me. Thank the Lord He rose on that third day. You ever studied this one out? I'm trying to get to a place. How are we going to please Him? How? Keep His commandment. Do those things 
Well, how do we know what things He likes? In the Scriptures. Oh, but Brother Jeff, that book was written to the Corinthians. We're not Corinthians. I've heard all kinds of stuff like that. Oh, you know that Paul, he was a chauvinist man. He didn't like women. Come on. No, folks. No. If you want to know how to please Him, you read and take the whole Scriptures. My mama asked me, why did you become holiness? And that's the way she looked. She kind of had a sneer, you know. Holiness. Huh? Why would you do And I told her, I said, it was your fault, Mama. She said, what? Mine? I said, yeah. I said, because you raised me that if it was in the Bible, I was to apply those scriptures to my life and live them. Amen. Come on. You want to know how to please the Lord? It's written there for you. God wants us to do more than just also be a, a robot, uh, our robot or whatever, you know, doing what uh, we're, we got to do. There's got to be more of it. It's just a relationship. Right. Oh, this relationship we've got to have. You need to study John chapter 17, starting in verse 21 that they all may be one as Thou, Father, art in Me and I in Thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that Thou hast sent Me. Amen. Yeah. Did I lose any of you? No. Huh? Jesus. That they may all be one. Together, connected, spiritually wise, to be in Christ, for Christ to be in us, for us to walk in Christ, for Christ to be walking in us. Uh, all of that is combined. Think about being in something. Huh? When you go into, uh, if you throw a bottle into the uh, pond, you know, if the cap's sealed on it and, and it's not full, it's going to float. Huh? But when you open that bottle up and let all the pond water get in there, so then the pond water is in the bottle and the bottle is in the pond. Water. Oh, if we could get this. we got to be in Christ. He's got to be in us. Not just some, you know, well, I said this or I shook the preacher's hand. None of that. To know Him. When you call upon Him, Jesus, you feel a little. Huh? Now, y'all are not that far out. Now, I know some of you, uh, you know, are getting kind of up there, but I hope even with you older ones, when you call your wife's name, there's still a little flutter in there. Amen. Come on. Sorry, some of y'all. Anyway. <laughs> that flutter is showing about that love we have yeah. for that other one. Amen. When you use the name Jesus, mm -hmm. you ever had somebody slip up on you 
And instead of using it as a, a praise or something like that, they slip up and, and use it as a curse word or a by word, huh? Mm -hmm. That's because when they name the name of Jesus, there's no flutter there. We gotta have that flutter. Oh, sweet Jesus. That love, that compassion like none other in our lives. So here's the question here this morning. Are you in Christ Jesus? And is Christ Jesus in you? You can know. Preacher don't have to tell you. No. You don't have to join the church. No. You can know it. That's why you can hear His voice. Huh? It's because He's in you. He will lead us and direct us in all the right ways. Teresa, come get us a song. Zephaniah chapter 3. I wanted to tell you about how sometimes we just think the Lord is a stoic. How many in here thinks the Lord is a stoic? Brooklyn, you know what a stoic is? A stoic was uh, an old form of religion way, way back during the Greeks and all that long before Christ came. Too. But uh, they believed that to live life on a higher plane, you are supposed to kill all the affections. So if something wonderful happened, like somebody dropped in and said, uh, here's uh, $500 million, you know, you would say, thank you very much. Huh? And if your first child died, you would say, Things happen. A stoic. No feeling. No emotion. Huh? You know why you got emotions? Because Jesus has got emotions. God's got emotions. He gets happy about you. Listen to this over in Zephaniah 3 and 17. And the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is he in the midst of you? Okay. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. Yeah. Y'all look at my face now. I'm so happy. Man, that's a wonderful thing. No! Wow! Look at this. Look at what God's done. Or look what I, I've done by the blood of Christ. Amen. He's going to joy over us. Amen. With joy. He's going to rejoice. He said He will rest in His love. Amen. He's going to love us so much. He will joy over us with singing. Glory. Hallelujah. Jeffrey made it in. Come on. He's going to joy over us with singing. Come on. He's going to joy over you with singing. He's going to be all excited. Amen. He is going to be so happy. I do not believe that when we make it in, we'll get like you do whenever you graduate from high school or something else. 
you know, a certificate in one hand and a solemn handshake in the other and maybe a pat on the back. <laughs> glory, yeah. glory, glory. There's a book that I've read and um, it, it's not a... Uh, it's it, it's a it's not a not it's a not a non it's a fiction book but it's about God and it talks about this one particular bride that He worked so hard to win and it said oh when the Lord came by said He He drew a circle around them and jumped off of the horse and just shouted isn't she beautiful. Talking about the church. Yeah. Isn't she beautiful? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you made it in. I'm so glad you made the choice that you made. He's going to joy over us. Right. What joy. Right. Amen. Folks, you have a part to play. All across the house. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I want you to examine yourself. Ask yourself, have I been trying to please the Lord? Or have I just been trying to please myself? Does it matter that I please the Lord? Do I even care? Am I willing to do those things that will please Him? We need to be willing to say, yes, Lord, I love you and I'll prove my love to you. I'll show you I want to live in a way that pleases you. It doesn't take a rule book. It doesn't take a series of classes. What it takes is for you to be in Jesus and Jesus to be in you. So here... Who here this morning feels your need to move up and to try to do more to please the Lord? You don't have to tell me. It's not between me. I'm happy with y'all. But is the Lord pleased with you? While she sings, why don't you make your way here to the altar? Let's seek after him this morning.
appreciate the Lord. Appreciate His grace, His mercy. And uh, appreciate that we can please God. And that's what I want to do with all my heart. Please Him. Anyone that got a word before we dismiss? Appreciate the Lord. So good having all of you. Good having our children uh, that were able to make it in this morning. Good having Leroy and our regulars. Amen. All right. Don't forget this evening youth service uh, at five. Prayer service at five. Come let's seek the Lord and regular service at six o'clock. So everyone that can come be with us here this evening. You are dismissed. Tonight after church, we will be celebrating Sister Butler's birthday. Oh. Please remember. Bring your cake. Oh. Please. Please celebrate with us. Amen. All right. You are dismissed.